You know, I was watching that and I was saying to MLD here, there you are. You made the cut. You made the intro cut. Did, How does I that did. feel? You feel famous? Just asking. Uh, I think I'm getting up there. I'm <laughs> getting up there. Listen, you've been causing enough trouble everywhere is all I can say. Everywhere yeah. I look where you are, there's just things that happen. You know, Do, would you really say it's trouble? Is it bad image? <laughs> it's like good trouble, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. trouble now because these are important conversations we need to be having. Welcome, everyone. I'm sorry to have ignored you uh, for that moment. But MLD is in the house in studio. I know you all love these conversations. We're going to break down a lot of stuff with you all. We're going to talk about MLD's dating boundaries. I'm curious if he has boundaries, what those look like. Do you set them up right away? How does that work? Um, MLD was on the whatever podcast. It made a mess over there. So we're going to talk about that. And then there was a guy who ran like a whole hit piece kind of, oh, kind of thing, hit video, we should call it on him. We'll talk about whether the West is doomed. Clickbait drama, this whole space we're in that thrives on clickbait. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Ultimately, uh, what is the state of the red pill? We did that conversation with Mike Sartain and Rolo the other day. What is MLG's take on that? And so much more. And also the Whatever podcast. Maybe we'll ask him his, his opinion on what it's like to be over there. Maybe there's some behind the scenes <laughs> secrets he can give us. Who knows? MLG, welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for having I me. I always love having you on. You know Thank that. You. Um, we're always texting fun stuff. I saw you did that recent appearance on OWN, yes. which was very, very different from you, uh, from what you usually do here. How did that feel? As somebody who, I'm, I'm curious, because I come from mainstream, corporate media, um, it took me a second to kind of get in the groove of like a podcast, because it's much more casual. Mm-hmm. How did it feel for you to be in that very like newsy-ish setting? Did it feel uh, weird? Yeah, to be honest with you, I just felt used. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt you to like put on, you know, dress up, come here, show up, say your rant, like, here's your thing, say hi to Allison for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. All right, ready, go, action. Okay, we're going to wrap it up there. That's so what it is. It was just in, out, like, you know, it was just... It's yeah. like the first time you you know you probably lose your virginity. It looks like you're confused. Everything <laughs> happened. Everything's happening so quickly. Like, was that good? Was that bad? You know. I saw it. You did a great job. Thank but you. I saw Thank in the you. beginning you were like. What is happening? It must have been something going on that you weren't used to, which is funny. Um, And just, yeah, that's the norm. You know, you go in to, we're used to here. It's like, you know, you could sit with somebody for an hour, two hours, but they're, the typical length of a segment is like three minutes. So you get all dolled up, you show up, and you're like, was that... is yeah, that all? Like, exactly. did I even get started yet? So it's it can be very unfulfilling. But I thought you did a good job. I Thank thought it was you. interesting to see you in a different setting. Sometimes that's a some people don't always transition well into those spaces or from those spaces to these spaces. So it's good to be versatile. Well, you need to let your audience know that I always text you before big interviews and ask you for advice. You do, and he you always does. give it to, gracious enough to give it to me. Yeah, he does. Um, I guess just coming from that world, that's natural to me. Like when I, it's so funny when I go do like a Newsmax hit. Um, I don't do a lot of those these days, just by choice. I get 
called a lot for those. But when I go do those, it's my mom always says, you look like you're on automatic pilot. I'm like, that's what's really natural to me. I almost had to ease into just having a conversation because I'm always over prepared. And there's something about not being too prepared in this space that I feel like lends to a really good conversation. I think it's the authenticity. Yeah. You know, because that's what I think that's why the mainstream media is failing because they lost the the authenticity, the trust. Yeah. You know, people are just tired of being you know, taking for granted and just like, Lied they just him. want someone to be honest with them. I think yeah. that's why a lot of people like me because I, I understand I'm crass, I'm a little wild. <laughs> no, you don't say. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, you know what's crazy? Can I just say something? So I just made like my little corner of the internet for me to like give my like sometimes crazy live stream rants. Yeah. And I was happy to have my little world there. But then this last viral tour, I was seen like over 200 million times. Mm. And so like people are like, really looking in on like from the whatever part this one that you just did this like last couple weeks the one in january with bangs the one with bangs i was just gonna say you know we named where is it oh it's not here today delhi we named one of our plants bangs is it dead it's it's, (laughs) it doesn't look good is all i'm gonna say it's 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 a little bit angry let's just say that it's an angry plant but delhi was like let's name it bangs i was like great but that was oh the bangs stuff went viral yeah I, I was walking was. around here. I took my mom's in Tokyo right mm-hmm. now visiting me and she wanted to go see Hiroshima. So we took like a six hour bullet train to like the middle of nowhere in Japan. Really? And I was walking around the streets and some guys noticed me from that clip in Hiroshima, Japan. Stop it. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting wild. It's getting wild. <laughs> I love um, it. So just trying to do my best to help people out. That's so funny. Well, welcome to the, you know, wait till they start like throwing a pie in your face out of the blue. I've had people, whenever somebody <sighs> says, you're Jedediah. I always like, I, I pause. Yeah, yeah. I always pause because I don't know if it's love, if it's hate. I'm always like, where do you know me from? And if they say like, you know, Red Eye or Fox News, I know it's going to be positive. If they say The View, I kind of duck for a minute and mm. see what's coming my way. So wait, it's coming, MLT. It's coming, whether you want yeah. to, whether you want it to or not. <laughs> so I want to ask you, so whatever podcast was interesting, it was a that was a pretty well-booked panel by Brian. Mm. He had you, he had Destiny, he had Destiny's wife, Melina, who we've had on here. Um, and there was a conversation that we covered the other day about Destiny's wife dancing with Abba from Abba and Preach. Yeah. That was interesting. Let's play it. And then I want to get, get into like your, you, you use the word boundaries, which I think is really interesting. Yes. Let's play it at 3027, Deli, and then we'll get into what are MLD's boundaries. Let's see. My, I did like 12 years of ballroom dancing when I was younger. So I'm like, I was competing in that sport. So if I meet someone that does some sort of dancing that Mm -hmm. is with a partner, I can like dance with them really well. And that's like, what's the fun out of it, right? I think she's saying like in a traditional Mm -hmm. sense of things, it looks bad on him, but you guys don't have a traditional relationship. fuck other people though. Why the fuck? (laughs) I know, I'm just saying. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You guys guys don't have a, like from a traditional standpoint. From a traditional standpoint, it looks bad, but you guys are not traditional. I think that's what she's saying. It looks bad, but wait, not is it wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait. Even in a traditional bad. aspect, bad like you can tradition. go to weddings, like sometimes well, other people dance house, with other people. Though. Yeah. You know. Have you guys ever danced? It? Like, it's, it's not like, like they're like. I know you're not like at a ballroom. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I'm not okay with. If I marry my wife, I'm not okay with her dancing with. And that's great. Same. Your insecurities are yours to deal with. But it's not insecurity. No, 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 no. It's not insecurity. Time out. Time out. Time out. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not. It's not an insecurity. It's just a boundary I have. It's not insecurity. But it's not. But it's not. It's not just not insecurity. It's you saying that like in a traditional relationship, this wouldn't be okay. Plenty of people dance with other people. It's not a huge deal. Now, if they were like fucking grinding on each other or some shit, that'd be different. But when they're going through like moves on like a ballroom. Dance thing. I don't think. I think that if you got a huge problem with that, I think that's just more about. So you wait, why? Why is okay, my let's, boundary? Let's pause it there. 
talk to me about that moment and what you meant. First of all, what did you mean when you said boundaries? What does that look like for you? I, if I'm dating a woman seriously, I'm just not going to like send her off to go dance with some guy. Like mm-hmm. th- that's in my worldview of things, that's inappropriate. Now, what if it was like a male friend of both of you? Like, so let's say it's like, you know, then he you're... would know better if he's friends with me. Don't touch my girl. I don't touch your girl. You don't touch mine. I, I'm not into this whole new age kind of like situation ship. Well, this is like this and that's that like these like weird like rules that people just rationalize their perspective like i just don't deal with like this this weird new age relationship kind of thing i'm doing like that's my girlfriend don't touch her you have a girlfriend i'm not going to touch her either okay like that's just like old school man respect i feel like i'm being treated like i'm like a psychopath and it's just like no i just don't want you Mm -hmm. touching my girlfriend just like you probably don't want me touching your girlfriend either. You think it would be different if it was like, say it was somebody you were married to for like 20 years and you know, you wind up having, you know, your friends and their friends. You've got like another couple that you're friends with and the vibe is different. Because I'm just thinking of like my mom and dad. I Mm -hmm. see what you're saying when you first start dating somebody. Yeah. And I see what you're saying through the lens of like, that would be, awkward like i think there's a lot of guys that would say well i don't want to see my girlfriend dancing with another guy period but well, most guys they, they most guys are not going to be okay with that They're you think really- even like later in life or things could change maybe in a marriage or i think i think that's what destiny was getting at when he was like well you know a wedding you think about like a jolly where everybody knows everybody it's not some random guy it's not threatening in any way or like oh that could actually turn into something kind of vibe you know what i'm saying well, I've never been married for 20 plus years or dated anybody that yeah. long, so I can't give my perspective, but I'm just still along the lines of like, I really don't want anybody touching my girlfriend or wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe that's like a more of an old school kind of way, mm-hmm. but I'm really, when I date girls, like I'm not okay. Like I don't want a girl who's gonna like want to go out and have lunch with her guy best friends and like go out with like a group of guys at night, go drinking and stuff like that's not what I do because for me personally, for my life, I'm really serious about my business, you know, getting my message out mm-hmm. and then, you know, growing my financial, you know, competency just in life in general in multiple, multiple aspects. Yeah. So I really don't have time to like, be at home and like wonder like okay it's eleven thirty eight. she hasn't like texted me back she's with a bunch of guys like i don't I, i'm not gonna put myself to date a woman like that mm. because i don't need that like worry it's not even she's cheating but like what's going on she's out drinking is she right. gonna get punched she's gonna get shot here in miami like <laughs> shot here in miami. What, are you, you know? what you're saying about miami is true though Dude. it's definitely true do you like it here by the way no yeah, <laughs> yeah. no yeah. i do not like I like to come visit Miami, but there's no way I could live here. It is a cesspool for dating, and I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be negative or toxic or you know whatever. No, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you, and I do live here. I don't live in Miami, but it is like it feels like a transactional cesspool. Mm -hmm. It's dirty. It feels it's becoming the new LA, in my opinion. Oh, I think it's actually when it comes to Miami. To me, has like a vibe that actually feels a little darker than LA when it comes to dating. The dating component of yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Like, I, I just don't want to be in a place where everybody's like, "Oh, like, did you go to this restaurant and it's owned by this person?" And <laughs> no, do you know I this can't. person? Do you know? I'm like, no, no, I don't <laughs> no, care. No, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I don't me too. Care. Exactly. Just leave me alone. I just want to drink raw milk and like eat healthy food. Oh, and man, go to this the is gym. Why we get along. You know, like, Deli, do you hear this? 
like I, that's I, me too that's yeah. why i'm always like i'm in the wrong place because i don't care about your fancy club no. i don't care about your fancy restaurant i don't care about any of that stuff i just want to i want to eat my like grass-fed yeah. beef at home is this food peace. cooked with seed oils lady it's <laughs> <laughs> cooked in seed oils get this away from me do you, you know? know sterling cooper yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. oh he would like that he'd be like a plot sterling or, or buddy oh, buddy yeah. okay yeah. so sterling is someone else that like I, i'll tweet out like oh i want to live on a farm and just see green grass and he's like like yep. <laughs> you know sterling so, cooper's a great guy yeah no really. he's he's really smart and yeah. really attuned to a lot of components of the matrix when we talk about health and wellness he you know tweety he'll i'll see his tweets and he's talking about like fluoride and how it's like wrecking everybody and all it's really interesting stuff so what are your, I'm curious about your personal boundaries. If you, you know, I know you just got out of a relationship because you said so. Yeah. Um, and that seemed to have not ended well based on your attitude about it. <laughs> but what are your boundaries? Like, do you God. sit, you can speak to that as much as you want or don't want to. But if no, do you, when no. you, you say you have your own boundaries, like you don't want a girl you're dating to go out with her male friends, et cetera. Yeah. So what are your boundaries? Do you set them out and say, these are okay. These are not okay. What does that look like? How are we doing on language? I got to be PG. No, no. Okay. I, I don't censor anybody, so okay. do say what you want. How many, okay, I just want to keep you monetized. No, just like any, uh, I'll code the word it, any 304 type behavior, mm-hmm. I just can't. I'm not dealing with it. Do you okay. say that up front? I'll just, yeah, I'll. I'll just look at the girl now because my crazy detector is like a thousand percent dialed in now. And so like, but I can't deal with any, any kind of ho shit at all, mm. like, you know, a bunch of guy friends always hitting you up. You know, you always need to be out. You need to be on the scene. You the know, worst. you're you're Ooh. posting like half naked things on Instagram. Like, I don't deal with women like that because it's just it's just gonna ca- like it's just gonna cause more problems. Is she allowed to have guy friends at all? What if they're like uh, guy friends that she only hangs out with when you're around, or you know them, you actually happen to like them? What if it's something like that? Is there are there any exceptions? In other words. Uh, He's like, actually, how do I say no loudly? <laughs> for me, I just don't like it because I'm like, my mom's really traditional. My mm. mom's from Trinidad, so she doesn't have guy friends. You know, she's like, women are women and men are men. Mm. She doesn't think men and women can be friends, really. And, you know, she's a real faithful Christian woman to mm. her new husband. And um, that's like kind of my model as well. Because, look, I know how desperately thirsty the modern man is and girls typically think that this guy just wants to be their friend but if she were to give him an opportunity right a shot at the title you mm-hmm. know he's gonna take it and so for me it's just i don't know the stress of it all i just don't want to be worried <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean i just don't there, i'm at the point in my life where i've done enough work I've, i'm successful enough that i can just be like no i just don't want to deal with that because peace of mind is everything have you found yourself in a situation where you've not had that boundary and it's bitten you in the behind like a girl did have male friends and it turned out that she was hooking up with like has this has this hurt like wrong i don't want to say hurt you but has it wronged you in some way that led you to this strong feeling about it yeah of course okay you know like just keeping you know one thing that i learned was like when you enforce boundaries and then somebody doesn't listen to them like after first strike the ship is totally gone mm-hmm. you know but the second strike third strike you know that's when you just have to notice like okay like we need to have a serious conversation if you want to be here or not you know because i'm kind of at that point now where i'm done like the whole casual dating and all that stuff like it was fun and all that but once you like 
really master the skill you've gone on like 100 plus dates like it all becomes the same it's all kind of bored it's like oh like we're pretending <laughs> we're interested in each other and then, no more racking up the body count then in other words you're well, on a different path no 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 because <laughs> you know i'm just kind of i'm over at that point and i'm i'm too successful right now to even chase these crazy women anyways you know mm-hmm. because i think a lot of guys forget that when you're constantly chasing women who are involved in this hookup culture like those chicks are a little off too <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and, and then so you're bringing that energy into mm-hmm. your life and then if you're trying to be on the straight and narrow to like be successful you know maximize your whole core four money muscles game frame you can't like have like a crazy chick like in your life like derailing you keying your oh, car no, wreck your life tra- keying your car keying your car try, trying to get i mean i've heard some horror stories wow, from my that's clients a real crazy that's like next level crazy oh I've, I've heard those stories as well stealing atm cards draining the accounts and then calling the police and blaming the guy <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard a lot. So, oh but going gosh. back to the whole thing, every every boundary I have is 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 because of a past relationship blunder, and like mm-hmm. yeah, I just realized like, you know, I, I think a big thing a lot of guys don't know that is mm-hmm. like extremely crucial too, is like single female friends that are friends with your girlfriend while you're in a relationship. Oh, troublemakers, dude. They, oh, they'll derail that. They will. They will intentionally go out of their way to oh, sabotage yeah, they'll, relationship they'll sabotage because they want their they want their company. They want their girl to go out and party with them. So they got to make you know a mess for you. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, I feel like you're a woman. You should speak on this more because like people just think like uh, yeah. I say it. I'm like I'm just no, a jaded I do. Old I talk man. about the. I talk about girls <laughs> that I say misery loves company because yes. they're unhappy, but they want their partner in crime. And when that girl gets into a relationship and things are going well, and suddenly she's like, well, I'm not going to tonight forget it it's like oh my fun's over too i gotta i gotta derail that and i gotta get my drinking partner back my slutty partner back my you know hook up let's let's just make out with a bunch of guys partner back so Mm-mm. yeah that could be a huge problem too haram haram haram, haram, haram. haram. no 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 so you taught interesting that you shifted over to haram because there was also a conversation on that same show about the west being doomed and it was an interesting exchange obviously chase is there coming from more of a religious perspective but let's play forty seven ten. i want to ask you not to get too political but let's get a little political Forty seven ten. sorry what what were the cause of collapse or do you think that there are other factors like economic factors or factors relating to like let's say um illness disease widespread that might be the cause or the causes of the society's falling the only disease killing america is like the woke mind virus where yeah. everybody's just like trying to so be so true. Woke. i like how we said there was a literal disease killing america <laughs> like, it kind of is wouldn't even recognize it kind of is thing. come on because even you like as, as like progressive hold on as, as, as progressive yeah. as you are like you see Sometimes these people are too fucking crazy. I fight with them all the time. No, no, but I agree. I also agree. recognize I agree. that like conservatives are literally telling people not to get vaccinated, but we think that like gay people are like ruining society more than that. But well, there's there's good uh, re- there's good reason for that though. <laughs> yes, there is. Tell Wait, this the is the best. Well, is gay people. I saw society. one woman. I saw one woman take the that wasn't vaccine. What I was speaking to. Listen, no. I saw Look one woman take face. the vaccine and become retarded. That was enough for me to be like, no, I'm just not gonna fucking do it. Brian's face. What's the TOS? I saw one person not take the vaccine and die. That was enough for me to. Let's let's avoid the vaccine talk. Let's let's avoid the vaccine. So no, this no, kind of, I, I have to be honest, pauses, that kind of irritated me a little bit about, because I think they're like, I don't know what's going on over there, but they're they're very careful not to walk lines that YouTube won't like. And I don't understand. I feel like he's been demonetized already. So what is he afraid of? Like, just say say your piece. I feel like Brian would probably have an opinion about, seemed like the second the vaccine came up, everyone was afraid to talk about the vaccine. I don't play that game. So, mm. um, 
but that was an interesting exchange between you and Destiny. Destiny, of course, was trying to make it out like, well, you, you didn't care about a real disease, yeah. meaning COVID-19, and now you're concerned about the woke mind virus. Your thoughts, MLD? No, like, I just think, so like what about the whole vaccine thing? No, just about like Destiny basically, you know, making it out like, you know, conservatives. I guess, you know, he's viewing you in line with a conservative thinking. Mm-hmm. Didn't care about, you know, COVID-19, but you care about the woke mind virus as if that's really a thing. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I've seen him rally against some woke talking points, mm-hmm. but not enough, frankly. And ultimately, I do think that this wokeism is a cancer on society. It is. No, there's no doubt. I mean, if you look at every single positive marker for america it's like not maybe not every single but there a lot of them are dropping like we're getting fatter uh the biggest one which is the most detrimental one is the single mother household oh yeah single mother Mm -hmm. household is growing 75 percent of black households are single mother households if you look at just the psychological ramifications of what happens to a child man or woman who's raised in a single mother household it's detrimental i was Mm -hmm. raised when i am a statistical anomaly Mm -hmm. and and the amount of effort that i had to put in to like become the successful man that i am is like insane Mm -hmm. like it borders on insanity how hard i work to get out of it but um i did the work and it was a lot of work and a lot of people can't do what i'm doing so you're talking about that i mean talking about military conscriptions right yeah we can't get people people are too fat where yeah. you can't get people oh, in there. Obesity is like a, it's a sickness. It's a real sickness. You know, you have the power line worker, the power lineman in America too. Majority mm-hmm. of these guys are, are getting up there in age and we're going to be without a power lineman force, right? So uh, education, I mean, family staying together. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'm like, now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I really want to go hard, but I'm like worried about your channel because I no, want to no, go. No, no, and then there's the trans <laughs> stuff, you know, yeah, all that, that. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? no, I know. It's so funny because Sneeko was on and Sneeko, you know, obviously got banned. So he's sitting here and I'm talking to him and yeah. he's like, looking at me like you're you're saying i'm like yeah i don't care you know we got to talk about these things so you know yeah this is trans stuff the transmania and the you know the pollution that is tiktok when it comes to kids so i i agree with you i think the west is completely doomed when you're you know what do you see i know we talked about this last time a little bit but we talked about it mostly from the perspective of modern women but Mm. in japan do you just see an overall better sense of like wellness when it comes to society jed jed you have no idea <laughs> that's why you're traumatized by miami because when i come back here like you know i'm on like I've, I've made a joke i've called my tour right now like the 2023 trauma dumping tour mm. because on every podcast i have on separate brands I meet the crazy girl on whatever podcast, then I meet the freaking plastic surgery monster <laughs> and fresh and fit. And then I'm on uh, extra out the other day with this chick who she literally cannot stop crying about her ex-boyfriend in the middle of the podcast. Oh my gosh. And then Not she's damaged di- at all. Yeah, and then she's victimizing us. We're like, you probably need therapy. She's like, I don't need therapy. I just need you guys. That to was like- her therapy. You're talking to you. <laughs> it was public, but it happened. You know, I just like just seeing how common it is Mm. to see like a lot of these people and it's it sounds like i'm being mean it really does but there's a lot of like 
broken people in America mm-hmm. that are just like walking around like operating yeah. forklifts and stuff. Yeah, obese on pharma yeah. drugs. Yeah, the health is completely destroyed. If you go to Japan, right? So my mom's in Japan right now. Mm-hmm. She has been there since uh, March 16th. Where, do, if you don't mind me asking, where does she live in general? If you don't want to get, she specific? lives in Florida. Oh, okay, she does live in she Florida. Lives in Florida. Okay. Around I, here, like South Florida. Central. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's well, a little more sane over there. Yeah, it's getting bad. She's near, oh, okay. Dis- she's near Disney. Oh, <laughs> forget that. Right. North Florida, I think. North Florida has actually maintained some sanity um, yeah. from what I've seen. But Panhandle, yeah. Sarasota. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, she's been there since March 16th. And we haven't been doing anything crazy, right? Mm-hmm. She's been living a regular life, going to the gym a little bit extra. She's already lost 20 pounds just from eating regular Japanese food and kind of living that Japanese lifestyle. Mm. And like people are just well dressed. They're not like the lowest obesity rate in the world. Uh, women know who their father is. Like, you know, yeah. it's just a functioning society where, you know, family's important. The Japanese focus on family. It's 98% Japanese. You know, they're mm. just focused on mainly, you know, Japan and Japanese yeah. society and keeping order. Japan is a very, very like orderly disciplined country. order yeah whole yeah. country's orderly it's very clean mm-hmm. it's very organized and then i come here like <laughs> i went to this chipotle in santa barbara the other day and i feel like i needed a gun on me like the place is trash there's like garbage all over the Nasty. all over the floor all over the tables there's like the, the staff is like laughing and making these huge jokes and like the whole store is like in turmoil and mm-hmm. everybody's just like Oh, this is fine. Yeah. Like, you know. Do you feel like, you know, sometimes I'll go to somewhere, you know, remote and I'll trees and peace and all that. I almost, my body automatically goes into like a detox. Yeah. I'm wondering if you feel that when you return to Japan, do you feel like you have to like detox the U.S.? Yeah. No, I really like, I, I have a Japanese friend. And she and I were texting during the whole time I'm here in America. Hmm. And she's just like is all of America like this? Cause she's following me from mm-hmm. tour to tour. And um, yeah, I told her like, we need to link up when I come back. Mm-hmm. Like I need to like hang out with like a mm-hmm. nice Japanese person. It's not truthfully. I mean, a lot, listen, a lot of America has fallen to this craziness. Um, I even went to Tennessee. I was thinking about, I'm like, where do I want to buy land? And I was surprised like so much Nashville has just turned into so much wokeism. That, really? uh, oh yeah. I was very disappointing for me. I mean, you can go out further in Tennessee and, and see some normalcy. Um, but wokeism is like, when I say it's a cancer, it's just spreading everywhere yeah um i think it's still corrupting the major cities most particularly the blue cities but i mean texas is getting destroyed by what's happening you know with everyone illegally crossing the border not only that i mean austin is just bleeding out into everywhere my husband's like montana it is you know just because you really want i mean for what we want which is similar i think to your mindset of just like healthy living you know sanity not constant agitation from societal garbage and just you know the thing about it is i love these people in these blue cities that are always trying to prove something like oh "Oh, you're always trying to prove this you know this person you've got you go to this restaurant you can flash this whatever it's like if you're really somebody you don't have to prove it we we see it we feel it we feel it in your energy um so i'm kind of over that but i want to ask you um what do you think though about 
Do you think like when people talk to me about America, I always say, I don't think elections are going to fix it at this point. I mean, I, especially a national election. Yeah. Do you think like this is just about choosing a place like let's say you couldn't go to Japan. Let's say you had to stay here. You didn't have the resources. Not everybody can pick up and just move to another country. It's, it's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. What would you tell guys who are like, I can't just leave the U.S. I have to be here. What is the tip of how to kind of tolerate and and you know fend off this madness and have a normal life here yeah that i mean that's that's a really good question so what i tell people no matter what is like definitely just focus on keeping any type of toxicity away from you Mm -hmm. and you have to be vicious it can be your father it could be your mother it could be family it could be girlfriend you're dating you know a lot of people believe that their friends and family are one day just going to come around. They're going to turn around. They're mm-hmm. going to they're going to snap out of their ways. You know, he's going to stop drinking. He's going to stop being fat. He's going to stop using drugs. She's going to stop posting herself on Instagram every seven seconds, right? Yeah. And the reality is, people, you know, don't change. Mm. Um, and that's I think a lot of people don't want to face like the dark, tr- some dark truths about life. Like some people, no matter what, are just going to destroy themselves, and they're always going to be toxic. So and they're just dark. Some people are just dark. Like yeah. You can feel darkness in people, and it's just it's contagious. It will spread to you if you don't remove yourself. Absolutely, no. And we talk about it all the time in my community. Like, if you touch poison, you'll be poisoned. That's right. You know, so you have to right. keep these people away. So I protect my peace big time. Like, I have, if I notice I'm doing business with clients who are starting to get a little toxic, or anybody who can't control their emotions, like any kind of toxicity, like you have to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Like the the saying, "Protect your peace." is like 10,000% true. Yeah. Like you have to protect your peace and you have to protect your goodness. Because if you're a good person, right, the thing is a lot of people who are really good people, they just think everybody else is good. They project right. their goodness onto people. And then that gets them in trouble because they just always think like, oh, this, like, I'm a good person. I take care of my fitness, my money, right. whatever. This person is just right around the corner from getting well. And it, reality is not like, you know, you got to give somebody like a two, three strike policy mm-hmm. and then objectively look at them like, okay, well, they're doing this. I can't have them doing this. Therefore, they can't be in my life because if not, they're just going to drag you down with them. Like you yeah. have to protect your peace. And then I tell my guys, all men, especially men in America, just live a life of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Like I say, money, muscles, game frame. Try to make more money. Try to make more muscles. Right. Learn more game. Have more frame, which is boundaries and self-esteem. Yep. You know, and then just you have to create a little bubble of your peace and your financial prosperity in your life and then like viciously vet people who are trying to get in and kick people out as well. I want to ask you about America essentially shitting on men. You talked about that in one of the um, I think this was also on the same podcast. Let's play 23951 from number three. And how is America? I think it's. I mean, yes, America is shitting on men, but oh. the question is how and what forms of it are the most severe and problematic. So let's take a listen first. Tate is the response to because like, I agree one hundred percent. He's a thousand percent. Like that's why like during World War II, like everybody suddenly voted someone into power, right? Because he was fucking very extreme on the other side of things. So I think he's just representing a, a gigantic vacuum that's needed because Mm -hmm. I left America in 2012, right? I haven't lived here consistently since like, you know, I I lived here for like 11 months, 2016, and I saw enough writing on the wall to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But when I come back to America, it's just like consistently this like, 
how can we put more accountability on men and how can we take more accountability away from women? And then like the mainstream media, the music, the video games, like you're in the gaming industry too, you know, like everything is just like piling on to shit on men and like endlessly jerk off women. And guys are kind of just like, all right, like it's kind of gotten to this point where it's fucking ridiculous. Like guys okay. absolutely have We're issues too. Um, an audience home, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, show some love. We will be doing chats. So $10 and up. If you have questions for MLD, please send them in. Deli, you're going to read those today. I don't think I told you that, but pressure's on now. So let's not disappoint. <laughs> um, just let me, do you have some now already? Or uh, actually, you know what? I'll give you a second to track those. Yeah. Um, okay. So America shitting on men. We know that's happening. What do you think are the ways that are, how is it? What's the worst that you've seen of that in terms of being problematic for men's ability to kind of live a happy life honestly i mean it's just it's everywhere like i've been watching i've been watching commercials lately in my airbnb just to like take it up and then, first of all there's a black woman in every commercial no matter what <laughs> like with the the whole wokeism uh you know like the whole symbolism like oh you know we we care for this cause we diversity care for that cause. Mm -hmm. and i don't think a lot of people realize this but like all the commercials are so female centric oh yeah no, uh, yeah. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. hi, do you have prostate cancer? Well, I'm black doctor woman. And let me tell you about fucking prostate cancer. It's for also men. all pharma ads. It's yes. like a running pharma ad 24-7. And um, I just see how everything is just gauge, like gauged towards female consumerism. And that's a thing I've noticed, too, when I talk, like I look at all these girls and Fresh and Fit podcasts and whatever podcasts these girls talking, they are all, all ultimately all they're saying is like they're willing to give up a family and potential future husband mm -hmm. in the name of consumerism. Mm -hmm. Cause like there's this one chick, she was like, well, I'm, I make, I'm a millionaire and I have this and I have this. I'm like, yeah, you know what? And you probably cry yourself to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. They're nice. There's nights that, cause you could clearly tell she wants a man. And I just see them. How can you tell that? Oh, uh, you just, you know, it's like a jaded. They're just sweating just, it out. It's like a jaded. Sweating out, wanting a man that's no, coming you, out of their pores. I've, I've dated. <laughs> no, a, I know. I'm I've just dated enough women to like see a broken woman hiding behind a mask of like plastic surgery and yeah. status, and like I'm this and I'm that. But like, if you look at like what's happening on TikTok, it's all the women after thirty crying on mm -hmm. TikTok that they're single. Oh, yeah. It's not men. Mine are just kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, I'll just check out. I'll play video games and watch, <laughs> which you know, isn't good pornography either. But... And, yeah, they check out. But I mean, they're they're not being nearly as vocal as like these chicks. Do you think it's a caricature though? Because you you've done enough of these shows. You do Fresh and Fit all the time. Table full of girls. Now whatever a bunch of times. Table full of girls similar girls honestly in terms of their viewpoints on life a lot of times is that a caricature of a woman or is that do you think that guys go into the club or go into the lounges or online dating are they meeting those girls uh a lot of them that mm, that is like a lot of the, the mainstream kind of girl there are good women out there after this gigantic viral tour that i went on um, a lot of beautiful women reached out to me mm. and they're just like, hey, like, take I, me out. Is that well, what they said? And I can't say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they said take him. They said take me out. That's probably what was I, I said. I can neither confirm nor deny those <laughs> allegations. But I will say that a lot of beautiful women reached out to me and they're like, I a thousand percent agree with everything you're saying. Mm. And these women are like objectively beautiful. It's not like, oh, if you look at her with this right. filter or whatever. I'm not saying that <laughs> to lift up my cause, like objectively beautiful mm. women with like no profile photo on their Instagram. Mm. And then like I'm going back and forth with them and then like a video chat with them where I, they send me pictures and I'm just like, wow. But the thing is, see, true femininity is not combative. Mm -hmm. 
right? So when you have these like really like rabid feminists, these rabid leftist people, they're so like feral and <laughs> yeah, they are feral, feral <laughs> and filled with hate, and like they're in attack mode or in attack mode. Yeah, and a feminine woman like just shuts down for that. Like feminine women don't fight back. Feminine mm-hmm. women don't get aggressive. They're just like, oh my god, like I gotta get away from. I need a man, a man to protect me from mm-hmm. this. Yeah, you know what's interesting is because I, I get some criticism on that because I you know worked in media and you know battling the Hillary Clintons and the Donna Brazils and all that. And I say, yeah, I had to kind of like, without even realizing it, beat down some of my femininity and some of my natural instincts. The way I am at home is completely different from the way that I am on camera. I was able to separate those worlds, but I didn't even realize what I was doing until I really thought about it. And it was interesting because when I met my husband, he would always say, you're so quiet like off of tv like i would go out and people wouldn't even know i was there i just wanted to kind of absorb what was happening i don't need to be talking all the time i'm very shy i'm the first person to be like i can't come to the party i don't want to go i just want to hang out at home yeah but on tv people see this person and i'm like it's it's like a split personality but i did have to beat down my femininity to survive in that world. And I don't recommend it because I was never happy there. I was always unhappy. I always felt like I was in someone else's outfit or trying to be something or trying to do something because it was unnatural for me. So, uh, you know, and maybe other women are different, but they're not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) And you see some of these women in media, they're all so hard. Yeah. They're no. rough, you know? No. They're masculinized. No. And, and no guy, no guy that a woman wants wants to put up with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's some girls. Who like, finds it attractive. One thing I noticed too about like uh, just dealing with women in America too is just like they're so like borderline domineering. Mm. Like trying to control everything when I'm with them and I'm just like, yo, <laughs> like are you are you trying to emasculate me? Like are you aware of what you're doing? Like do people Maybe not. Are people tolerate this? Like I call them out. I'm like this I, maybe it's your first time. This is not working. Like you need to know your place when you're talking to a guy like me. Do you me. think they don't know though? They have really they don't. lost touch? They think? have lost touch. Mm. There's a lot of people who have women. It's sad in America, but and and again, this is going to sound like I'm being like a jerk, but you really we have gotten to a point now mm. where you have broken women raising broken women because yeah. these single mother households they yeah. are either they're okay. Let's just. Blame all men, okay, <laughs> for the, the context of this. Mm-hmm. These women that are divorcing mm-hmm. these men are still awful at choosing men, mm-hmm. let alone awful at keeping a relationship together. I think a lot of people give up sooner than they should, mm-hmm. especially when they're subsidized by the government right. to give up, right? If a woman- they're Incentivized, yeah. Yeah, they're incentivized. Pearl was talking about it last night in whatever podcast, that sometimes these women will intentionally push their man or- say things to get him upset to then the guy will physically hit them and then she's like okay now that he's hit me he has to pay for my lawyer like oh, they, yeah. they, they know the legal system it's all a game out. oh yeah and so, the legal, legal system favors women so much they know going into it that they can get away with murder and then whatever you subsidize government wise like it's gonna grow Mm-hmm. So you're subsidizing these, you know, single mother households, quite frankly, when you have these divorce things. Yeah, we'll talk about divorce and you got yourself into some hot water. I in mean, that discussion, but I'm we'll, not. We'll look, get there. At the end of the day, I know I'm right. And they can like liberal manipulative speak all around me. <laughs> liberal speak. You know what I mean? Like, Let's they, steal that, Deli. Liberal speak. I like it. They hyper manipulate like one small context of the conversation to like mm-hmm. rationalize their point. But it's like if you have to sit there and give me like a one hour explanation of like how you're like kind of right in this like one moment. Yeah. You're probably wrong. We're going to get to that. Um, I want to ask you about traditional conservatives. You said something that caught my eye um, for 
obvious reasons. The audience will know why. Let's go to number four, four oh three thirty five. Um, this is something interesting. I didn't expect you to say. I'd four love to. Hours. Yeah, this this whatever podcast yeah. is yeah. like it's seventeen hours. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I would, <laughs> I can't. And it's at night. I would be long asleep. By the way, okay, Deli, roll it. I want to add on to that. So, uh, and this is anecdotal evidence for sure. But the most successful relationship I ever had was when I was like, (laughs) "You're going to hell." Uh, The most, the most successful relationship I've ever had was like when me and the girl we were like legitimately was March 2016 until December. Yeah, so like nine months we were just texting back and forth and like no nothing sexual, just getting to know each other. And then when we did finally have sex, you know, it was great, whatever. But that actually turned out to be my longest, most healthy relationship. And I would go ahead and add on to that, thinking that like I got to know her for who she was over text. And I got to like like her and know her as an individual. And then from there, the sex was kind of like icing on the cake, which okay. I understand in your world. So like, I loved this. This sounded very traditional conservative, yeah. though, to me. Um, there are a lot of guys in the red pill space who are kind of evolving. I mean, this conversation I have with Sneeko was very interesting to see, you know, his transition to understanding that, you know, for him, he's saying promiscuity is kind of like a black hole. It is. Um, and just talking about it, I think it's so important for guys who've been there and seeing the darkness of it to kind of yeah. speak to men about it. But my question to you is if you knew that, like that texting and, you know, doing what you did with that one particular girl that felt good, you got to know her. Once you see that lightness and you see, wow, there's there's something really good here. Do you then implement that in your other relationships or why not just say to yourself, you know, right at that point, and maybe you did. I'm not doing it this other way anymore. I'm not just sleeping with somebody on a first. Like there's that's empty and this is full. Mm. Curious. Yeah. So it was just the context of the situation that kind of evolved that way. My visa had ran out. And when I was staying on the west side of Japan, that was like 2016. So I had to go back to the States. Okay. And then we were talking back and forth and just like she was just sincerely and genuinely showing interest in me. And I came back to America and I'm just like seeing these mammoths everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm better off having like a, a nice text relationship no, with a true. decent woman than some like mm-hmm. perpetually offended like land whale that is just <laughs> like out to destroy all of her enemies who oppose her. It's just like, the viciousness of the people that are slighted in America is quite terrifying. Like if they disagree with you, they'll cancel culture, right? They oh can- yeah, they'll ruin you. They will. They'll literally- deplatform you. They'll want you. I mean, people wanted when I went on the View and and talked about the fact that my own doctor told me not to get the vaccine. They didn't care about that. They wanted me to get it, even though my it was against my physical well. They'd rather have me die than you know, succumb yeah. to the, because they want their talking point intact. It's, yeah. it's these people are evil. There's an evilness to it. There there really is an evilness that people are not talking about. Like I, I'm not trying to get religious or whatever, but like it's kind of getting to that point where I'm looking objectively at how these people are behaving. I'm like, this person is like genuinely an evil individual. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you have to, like especially as good hearted people out there, like we have to like recognize these evils and get away from them as soon as possible. And I think another thing a lot of good people out there think, they think like when good people fight back, it's mm-hmm. pointless, but that's not true at all. 
Yeah. Like when good people fight back, like good things happen. I personally believe that we are absolutely making a positive change in the culture. And we keep in mind, all of this stuff started in 2019. Like that was the big start of the men's self-improvement thing, mm -hmm. making a giant push, right? A lot of these guys uh, came through my training program. Myron Games, you know, the host of Fresh and Fit, he came through my training program. A lot of these guys, Roll Tomasi got help from me. Um, Sterling Cooper got a lot of marketing help from me at the very beginning. Justin Waller, both of his interns graduated out of my program, who were also my former interns as well. And so now here we are, fast forwarding about four years later from like when we started getting the ball roll in 2019. Yeah. And like, you know, words like alpha, beta, mm -hmm. simp, cuck, like these are things are a little bit more mainstream. And I think it's a conversation that needs to be had because a lot of guys were getting taken to the cleaner. Like this is not just some fake thing that a, like right. a bunch of jaded nerds are making up. Like talk to men who have been through divorce court. Talk to men who have been accused of false allegations, false I mean, I have a guy in my community that his ex-wife lied to Child Protective Services, said like he was doing nasty things with his own children. Oh, man. And she was doing this. Dark, evil. See? Just to manipulate the system because, you know, they have to err on the side of caution for the child. Mm -hmm. So they like isolated him, put him in jail and like all these things had to had to put the son through like a, a medical examination, which the son passed. And just seeing like the potential weaponization of the government against an individual, more, more likely men than yeah. women, it's really bleak to see that. So what do you think about, you know, the red pill space and the future of the red pill space? There's been a lot of guys, like I said, in this space who, you know, came out and started talking about the issues that you really care about. You're you know, I, I see the male self-improvement angle. Mm -hmm. I see the feminism, hatred of men. I see the misandry being exposed, all of that stuff. Um, now I see people like Sneeko, though, coming out and talking about promiscuity as a black hole. I see a shift kind of away from that. I see the Belmars. I don't know if you know Luke Belmar, Nate Belmar. They are very much into, like, there is an energy exchange when you have sex. And, you know, you should focus on your business and your wellness and your fitness and don't go into that dark hole of hookup culture. So is that a, is there a rift happening? Is there a shift happening? Do you even consider yourself red pill? Talk to me about that. I definitely think there is an awareness being brought to the general public. Um, and I do think like when you talk to the average man, which I have, I've talked to a, I've talked to a thousand plus people in my business, tens of thousands really. And when you talk to the average man behind closed doors and you're like, do you think that like modern American women are a little fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, these girls are very like very poorly mannered if I could like you mm. can tell like a lot of these women grew up in broken homes where like they didn't have a father be like don't talk to people like that like right you know some of these chicks in their 30s talk to talking so wild and then they wonder well like you know they talk to the wrong dude and they get punched in the face and on the front page of like world star hip-hop getting knocked out for being rude um you see this happening on Twitter clips, viral clips of like, you know, guys kind of like, I'm not saying I advocate this, but you know, you can't just go around and run your mouth to certain people and think certain people are going to tolerate it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot that's happening right now in the States. And I think the core issue of the majority of these problems comes from a broken family 
And yeah, we talked home. about fatherless homes and just the impact of that on, you know, guys that wind up being more inclined to be criminals, yep. more inclined to be depressed, homeless. more inclined to be homeless, more inclined to be in poverty. I mean, yep. it, the statistics on that are very, very clear. And of course, you know, if you're familiar with the matrix and the system and what we talk about with that, it's by design, right? Because yep. if you have a fatherless home, then you have a family that's going to be more inclined to be government dependent, that's going to need those food stamps, that's going to need that aid, that's going to sign up for the experimental vaccine because they can't lose their job. I mean, the whole system is designed to keep people oppressed. Um, You know, that's the way the communists roll. But um, I I do kind of feel a little bit, even just having been in this space for a short period of time, it's been interesting to watch some people come forward and talk about this shift. Some of them have found religion. I don't know. You know, we we talk with Rolo about, is that authentic? Is that not authentic? I spoke to Sneeko. I think it is authentic for him. I don't know Andrew Tate, but I think there is kind of a rejection of some of the hedonism of the past. And I, maybe it's finding religion because you see the darkness, this evil that you see emerging yeah. in society. We did yeah. a show um, about the good versus evil. And people thought, some people thought I was nuts, but I was like, listen, when you have musicians and actors embracing Satan on stage and dressed in devil costumes, maybe we should start talking about whether something really evil is going on. Yeah. So I think there's that component as well. I want to ask you about... Um, I want to ask you about Rolo's controversial tweet Um, that went viral about vasectomies. Let's go to, you explained actually, this is on your show. Let's go to 40 and number five and let's see what MLD said. And then we're going to get to the chat, Deli. Do you have chats for us? Okay, so we're going to get to chat after this one. Okay. I'm breaking down my own clip. Look, at the end of the day, Rolo's a decent person. Okay. He's not a dirtbag. He's just a man doing his best. Okay. And in my opinion, Rolo's business model as a content creator influencer is he does something that he knows is going to get a lot of drama. He knows he's going to get a lot of people talking, right? And then he inserts his book, book links under there and he makes book sales. And then people buy the book, they get red-pilled, their worlds change, their lives change, right? That book is really popular. Even me living here in Tokyo, Japan, where I live, people have read the Rational Mail. Everywhere I've gone in the world, people okay, have read so the we Rational can stop Mail. it there. And I spoke to Rollo about that, and they he acknowledged. He said, "Had I said it in a different way, it wouldn't have created the stir. It wouldn't have created the conversation." And and I talked to him a little bit about, but is it worth it? Because people then misinterpreted what he said. People thought he said one thing, even though he was being kind of extreme in his example. He then you know had to clarify it. And there are guys that really look up to him. That I was worried we're going to follow that advice literally. You know, there's some brain deads out there. I hate to say it that just, you know, swallow the, the talking points and then they do. You know, Mike Sartain said, well, I don't think anybody ran and got a vasectomy and I wasn't so sure about that to be perfectly honest. I'd be surprised. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is there a weight and Andrew Tate has talked about this. When when you're sitting in a space like this, you know, we do have a microphone. There's a weight that comes with that. Yeah. In the clickbaity society that we live in, is yeah. part of our job to resist that? Yeah. Um, well, hmm. How I, do you manage that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's even getting to the point for me. I mean, where I didn't even know it was a clip you were going <laughs> to you know, break down of me saying that stuff. Um, yeah, it's just, I think Rolo meant well with the tweet. I do as well, by the way. And I like him. I think he's yeah, a, no, no, I've Rolo's, had great conversations. I really like him as a person. No, no, he he, he means well. He definitely means well. Um, and I just, the thing is, like, a lot of people don't really understand this from the creator side of things. Like, we don't choose what goes viral. 
Like I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna go viral calling Bangs a bitch. <laughs> like, that was great though. <laughs> Delly and I loved Delly. We had it. a we had a few laughs about that one. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah. man, you know, I mean, I I didn't expect it to go viral for that. And sometimes so, it's not your cuts. Somebody else is cut chopping you up. Yep. And so um, I think that you know, Will was just trying to run a business. I think that's mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But I mean, do I think running out getting vasectomy? I can't say i would just tell guys to go do that personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i've i've been quite a dog and i've just used pull out method my whole life so like there are ways that you can like you know use a condom there's ways about that but once you start involving surgery that potentially doesn't have a guaranteed reversal success rate yeah then it's like you know i don't know i i i, I want to have kids personally so i feel like if my ability to have children was stripped away from me, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would handle that positively. Yeah, it's not intended to be reversed. I mean, you can yeah. sometimes reverse it. Um, yeah. In some cases, you can't. So yeah. I would never dangle that word out there. I knew, I knew what he was trying to say. I know his sense of humor. I know his sarcasm. So when he tweeted that out, I was like, oh, this is Rollo being Rollo. Yeah. Not everybody heard it that way. And my concern is always like, okay, what about the guy who didn't hear it that way and right. now went out and did something right. which you didn't intend for them to do? And Rollo always says, you know, I'm not giving advice. And I said, I get it. I get where you're coming from, but not everybody gets where you're coming from. So I, I do think we have a responsibility at the mic yeah and i know it's hard it's a clickbait culture everybody wants to sell their book everybody wants to get their message you know maybe he felt that was the best packaging to really get that message out there where people would actually talk about something he feels important i get it mm-hmm. but it just it can come back and kind of haunt society if we're not careful i think it's just a reality of the responsibility you have when you have any microphone at all um i want to get to chats quickly delhi yep. <clears throat> we have a. Uh 20 from Leon. He says, John, at first I thought you were just a pickup guy, but lately I've been delving your work and you're the most genuine, real kind guy in the sphere. Love how you don't play a character. Um, we have Just Jerry's podcast. It's like when men have preferences, it's viewed as insecurities almost all the time. W Jed, W Pod, W M L D, W Deli, and Nasty. Uh, Deli, you even got a mention in there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's come nice. up, come up is real. Come up is real. <laughs> uh, the Rafe sent twenty. He said, "Great show to both of you. You can represent or present life in a way that's fun to watch in a good way." Ryan the Eating Warrior, love you guys both. Always recommend your shows to my friends. Rick Bourne, twenty dollars. This is unlike me, and I'm not into fashion. But what watch is he wearing, and what is the worst? <laughs> I'm in my fifties. MLG's got the fashion. <laughs> and remember wearing watches, which seems to be making a comeback. 1980s Casio Data Bank was my thing. What is the watch? It's a uh, Daytona Cosmograph, and so it's the one. MLG's that, fancy. About they just everything. discontinued this, but oh, it's okay. called the John Mayer. <laughs> I love it's my dream watch. I see you going in and out of like stores, coming out with like fancy stuff all the time. You're into the fashion. I like dressing well. I, I'm yeah, fa- you're, you is. are. That's yeah. how I feel about when I go to the farm and I buy my food. I come out and I've spent like a grand on food. I, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, I feel that's my luxury. No. That's what I enjoy. Everybody's got their luxury, I always say. Go ahead, Della. Uh Leon sent 15. Women like, <laughs> women like Destiny's wife have what I call the please save me eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, that's messed up. <laughs> it's sheer desperation. <laughs> They're empty husk and purse. And they don't know how to fill the void. Uh, just Jerry just sent nasty, and name withheld sent ten. Said my account got banned on Instagram for starting the fatherless activities. 
Wow. Whoa. I do think there's an <laughs> emptiness. I mean, not to pick on Melina because I'm not going to, you know, I, I like Melina. She's very nice and I, I enjoy debating her. But I do think there's an emptiness that happens in the eyes of some of these women. Do you know the slang? The you don't one, know the slang? What slang? Oh, you know, we're red pill you here live on the air. What is it? So now we say when a girl has been through too much sexually, mm. she has the thousand cock stare. <laughs> <laughs> that lifelessness in their eyes it's like a dead yeah. Yeah. kind of weird um yeah. almost like, like a, a robot yeah. sleepwalker mm-hmm. stefford wife like i, I always of, say it, it's kind of crass but i always say wh- for, the, for the girls because i know you're huge in body count and i always say like you know the ghost of dick miss pass always comes back to, <laughs> I love it. it always comes back to haunt them always and you know every it's time. funny every time i have a conversation with a woman who is promiscuous i go home and my, i say to my husband what do you think and he's like dead eyes scary dead eyes and it's just i don't know if they've just been so desensitized yes. to intimacy that they can't it's yeah. just a lack of connection that it, something I mean, happens there destiny said something on i think it was the debate uh we have a rollo but like one thing that we've kind of done as humans now is like we have basically push buttoned every neurotransmitter mm. that we want to get and so a lot of this sex is just like dopamine 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 right and like you're frying your brain out of it's the, like porn it's like watching porn same thing you know brandon carter is a great guy he's a mentor of mine and he recommended me this book to read when i met him and he's the kind of guy if he tells me to do anything i'll just do it because he's brandon carter and he recommended the book called the molecule of more Mm-hmm. which is all about dopamine. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he goes into there and he compare, they compare conservatives versus liberals. And they did a study on these people. And the conservative people cheated less. They had more frequency of uh, marital happiness. They mm-hmm. had higher frequency of orgasms when they had sex. Every positive marker for a healthy life, they were totally outdoing the liberals who were also kind of like, scrambling for this dopamine buffet instead of like you know strategically taking it in and i think that like uh, it just for example if someone watches too much pornography it's going to destroy their brain right Right. if they play too much video games if they smoke too much weed if you do too much food whatever there's bad things deli the weed was directed (laughs) at you (laughs) right (laughs) but at the same time though as soon as we bring body count to the into the equation nobody wants to talk about it right but it's also an excess. That's not excess, and everything's gonna be bad for you. Yeah, I mean, they. I wrote a book called Hashtag Do Not Disturb about social media, and it talks about how they hire behavioral scientists to study how to get people to have that addictive tendency. And on social media, you want somebody clicking, clicking, clicking in like a mind trance, and that's it's that same glaze that they're always looking for in people, where you yeah. forget to be a free thinking person, you no longer have autonomy over your own life, you're no longer able to say social media serves a purpose, you know, in this time frame of my life, and now I'm gonna put it to the side, and I'm going to live real life. You've just lost control of your own life. And that's what they crave. So they actually study. Scientists come in and try to figure out how do we program people so that they lose touch with their own natural instincts so that we can make money. And now I feel like in many ways, society is doing that when it comes to women and promiscuity in particular and trying to tell them this is good for you. This is empowering all the messaging they get from media, all the messaging they get from magazines. And they're now in this trance. Yeah. And they look they look like deeply. It's almost like a, a misery within yeah. that leads to an emptiness that we see and it's very sad well they they got got like they they got tricked like if you look at every feminism or women's rights movement if you just do a little digging it always ends up at they want more money or they want more votes 
every single time. Mm-hmm. It's not about, they don't care about women. If they cared about women, they'd be like, hey, don't be fat. Because you're gonna, <laughs> right. you're gonna die by the time you're 47, max, you know? Mm-hmm. And they don't talk about this, and they don't talk about the things that are kind of common sense, like take care of your body, you know, don't do drugs, don't be crazy, mm-hmm. don't go sleeping around with the whole neighborhood, don't sell pictures of yourself naked online because it's gonna catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Like, guys are gonna look at you and be like, oof, no, like, no I, thanks, I'll I, pass. Yeah, like, who wants to go and like, who wants to fall in love with a girl? And then find out later that she has like a 50 plus body count mm-hmm. or she has done pornography in the past or she has been like involved, you know, all kinds of debauchery that I don't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We often talk about that first relationship yeah. that a woman has and how and I've been very transparent with the audience. Um, you know, I, I remember telling a story, my first boyfriend ever, and I was very pure and I was very kind of naive and honestly not terribly ambitious in terms I was very academic I loved school but I wanted to be a school teacher I wanted a lot of free time I wasn't somebody who wanted to climb a corporate ladder it's weird I got into media by accident I always tell people but the first guy I dated I really just wanted to be with him and he was a liberal kook and he kind of was trying to drill into my head no you need to get out there you need to experience the world. You need to be with more guys. You need to, you, you don't know what you want. And I think it was just honestly, his, that is the insecurity. Like that's the insecure guy yeah. who needs you to go out and do all of it's that nasty. stuff. It's nasty. it's nasty. And it didn't, it didn't hit me. Luckily, I didn't process that, internalize it and do it. I ultimately left him. But I remember that messaging. And I, I remember a lot of women around me who were around these liberal guys who were saying that to them. If they were pure, if they were someone who, you know, really, paired sex with emotion that was vilified by not only liberal media sex in the city culture but a lot of the guys in new york city were telling you that that was somehow not attractive you were getting that weird messaging which is why i always get back to the woke city so to hear you guys talk about this so differently it makes a really big difference if young women meet a guy who treasures that about them you know it can really a woman's first relationship can have such an impact it's so true so i've been like connecting all these dots thinking about all this stuff you know it's conundrum for the women that are decent out there because a lot of these guys don't know how to deal with a decent woman they literally don't know what to do like when she's like looking for the guy to lead them yeah when she's like hasn't slept with like 20 plus dudes nasty you know they're just like what do uh uh they're just clueless because (laughs) and other things just too right for the decent women they're not going to sleep with you on the first date or the second date or the third date they're not going to do it so a lot of these guys it's unfortunate but they just interpret like oh she doesn't like me right so i gotta go and then they go date some fucking hook sorry they go take some woman some promiscuous woman and um, you know, like. and it's not that she doesn't <laughs> isn't attracted to you, right? <laughs> it's not that she's not attracted. It's not that. It's that she's like she's so used to like I respect my body, and it's it's a little scary, right? Like mm-hmm. for for somebody who's not sexually promiscuous, sex is a really big deal. Yeah. So like you you know you want to feel like it's with somebody who appreciates you and loves you, and I think guys are so used to dealing. Like I don't know what would happen if a modern man like a guy just today dating a 25 year old guy met a woman like that they're so not used to it no they're not that i feel like they would either think she was lying that she was being deceptive that she was sleeping with other guys but not him that there'd be some ulterior motive and i'm always telling guys like these girls aren't common but they do exist yep. so don't forget because that's the woman you're going to want to marry 
No, when I was dating the the really good girl that I dated for that we you know talked for nine months before we officially sealed the deal, there would be times where I would accuse her of cheating because I would just like I've been so jaded from like yeah just like a sea of whores, <laughs> <laughs> just like. I just thought, I like. I remember one time we were going to go see like Wonder Woman, and I like legitimately thought she was like doing something wrong, and she wasn't. She was crying and upset, and I just felt awful after. Yeah. But it, I had just realized, like you know, because I had just been dealing with like because that's the norm now. Like a crazy girl is like, oh yeah, of course she's crazy and she slept around and she may have dabbled in OnlyFans. Not yes, all dude. girls, but like it's more of a norm oh, yeah. than it is like, you And know, if not OnlyFans, then an Instagram that kind of looks like an OnlyFans. Right, or like, you know, slept with this blue check mark guy and that blue check mark guy, Ooh. or this guy's always hitting her up and she has this guy like floating around in her DMs. <laughs> and guys. then there's the friends that become yeah. friends with benefits and then back to friends. And yeah, <laughs> and like, you know, like a revolving door of potential suitors, but they're mm -hmm. not really suitors. They're just guys that just want to sleep with them and you know use them and go back out there. So it's a lot of trouble, and it really goes back to the breakdown of the family unit and a dad being like, "No, mm -hmm. you're not going to be a hoe because yeah. my friends have access to the internet." <laughs> right, <laughs> and like, right. no, you're not. No, you're not going to wear that. No, you're not going to talk to me like that. No, we don't do that because that's going to make you a bad-looking citizen. Yeah, like we need some authority back in the things here in the states. And I think this personally. So I think that. Things are going to get better for people who want to make it better, mm -hmm. but the people who continue down the the mainstream march, you're just going to continue to get used, abused, yeah. destroyed, and taken for granted, and then cry for a GoFundMe to save you, <laughs> and then, you know, and then eventually you're going to be a victim of your own stupidity. But the reality is, the mainstream narrative, it's not for your best interests. Yeah, it's no, it's 100%. detrimental. So. If, Oh, yeah, no, I'm just looking at he, Melody. Flash that fancy suit on the inside, just to show people. Oh, you like look that? At that. <laughs> look at this. Look what's going on here. It's almost it's too custom. distracting. I feel like I couldn't really be absorbed. I was like, wow, look at that. You a like custom, that? beautiful suit like that. I made it just for your show. Wow, I, I know it's, it's coming fantastic. here. It's, it's a new look one. Look at that. I saw a video of you, by the way, not to get funny, but I saw a video of you where you had a stain. Yeah. And you were like, <laughs> Devastated. And you put like a video. It was on right it. here. It was like a stain. He was like devastated. I got soy sauce from eating sushi with Myron after fresh I love and fit. It. Moshi I Moshi. Love it. Shout out to Moshi Moshi. All right, I want to get to this final topic, um, which was interesting. Um, so this guy goes after you. His name is Charles Christopher White Jr. Do you know who that is, Deli? Do you have any idea who that? What? Charles Christopher White Jr., sure. also known as moist oh penguins yes yeah. you know penguins yeah. okay so i did not do you know did you know penguins that guy he looks like a homeless jesus <laughs> yeah exactly he does look like a homeless jesus his name is penguins he it's also what is this critical moist critical is moist, moist critical, critical and, yeah. and then or critical yeah. okay so i didn't know who this was and then i click on the i see them talking about you with yeah. ranting but he's very famous he's and got Twitch like a, he's one of the highest Yes, he's people, a streamer, yeah. he's a YouTuber, he's a Twitch streamer, he's a musician, and his channel has like millions and millions and millions of subs. And here he is. Who's he talking about? He's talking about you. Not very nice things. Okay, so I want to get your reaction to some of these. I saw this yesterday, and by the way, it's fantastic. You have to, sometimes you have to watch this things. Is, this is a Jedediah exclusive, because I haven't even watched this video. Yeah, sometimes I catch so. the guess. What can I say? All right, 2.11, let's go to that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from wait wait Deli, hold on one second so this is him this guy is playing a clip now from whatever podcast and then he's gonna rant about you so okay, okay. 
Yeah, it's actually divorce. That's not a real thing. Even though it might be like physically yeah, abusive. You got to endure. People are too. You want to stick in the relationship? People are just. See, I mean, like, look, people I'm nowadays are just. Everybody quits. Everybody gives up. It's too hard. I'm this XYZ. This is why I'm special, so I can fuck up this entire situation based upon me being special. The clown puts himself front and center here. You're looking at the chief entertainment for this episode. Fucking discount Walmart brand Sal from Impractical Jokers here. His name's Jonathan, and let me just tell you, he's got some opinions, and man oh man... Are they a stinker? <laughs> so, the question is very simple. If there's an abusive relationship, an abusive marriage, should the marriage end? You know, if the woman is being abused, or even if the man is being abused. The woman who asked the question, her name is Melina, and she doesn't just make it exclusive to women getting abused. Men can also be victims of abuse. Something that uh, Jonathan heavily disagrees with. Okay, we'll let's get pause to that it here. We've on. got a few. He is a weird-looking dude. I'm not gonna lie. He's got. He's calling you Sal. By the way, I know Sal. I grew up in Staten Island with those impractical jokers. You, you mm -hmm. did. There was a slight resemblance in some of your sense of humor, but this guy talking about people's. Mm -hmm. Okay, reaction. Well, I mean. First of all, that suit is Loro Piana. There's nothing Walmart about that suit. <laughs> I was just going to say, you are the least likely person to be found shopping at Walmart. Just saying. No, that is certainly not. But I think that this guy has no idea what I'm doing. Because if we were just objectively lay out what our brands are doing side by side, I irrefutably know that every single day I'm working hard with my members in my community to make these men better people. I'm getting these guys jobs. These people are losing weight. They're finding girlfriends. They're finding wives. Okay, these guys are struggling with like traumatized issues that happened to their past that we're helping them get over. I know, my conscience is clear. This guy can sit here and pretend to be some moral authority and manipulate the public opinion of me by saying like, oh, this guy, because I guess what they're trying to say is like, if a, if a, man is continuously beating a woman they're in talking a relationship. about physical abuse yeah right so they're they're trying to say that i'm saying that if a man is continuously beating a woman in a relationship that he that and she her should stay should stay and endure the thing that's not what i said at all but i did say if there was one instance because relationships every but every relationship has fights every relationship has ups and downs anybody who says otherwise is a liar Okay, there's conflict in relationships, period. Even the happiest couples in the world, they have conflict. Mm -hmm. And anybody who denies that, like I said, they're just, they're lying. What I'm trying to say is that I think a lot of times, especially now in today's culture, where we're incentivized to divorce, women more so than mm -hmm. men, and women are initiating 78% of these divorces on top of that. All I'm saying is that I think that a lot of these cases are when people are just like, they're just giving up. Mm -hmm. Because back in the day, like you didn't have the luxury of giving up. And if you just look at the data, when you do divorce, everybody gets messed up and the kids are the ones that take the most damage. And I think that because right now, America is kind of in this place where everybody's like, yeah, I'm this me individual person. And then like, I live my life this way. Therefore, everybody should accept me regardless of like the negative consequences that come with this lifestyle mm -hmm. as well. Like I know Destiny and uh, Melina, is mm -hmm. that her name? Yeah. Melina, they are an open relationship, but also has a 92% failure rate. Yeah. So they're kind of like, yeah, well, it works for us. We're not saying it will work for you. Well, I mean, like 
with the 92% failure rate, like people are sitting around waiting. <laughs> well, they also say that they wouldn't recommend that for other people and that if you're going to have a child, don't do this. Like they're, I, yeah. they're very open about that. So they, that, that to me means there is an acknowledgement that what they're doing is not ideal, you know, in terms of longevity. Right. And so going back to the, the guy trying to smear me here, right? Um, that's not what I'm saying. And I think anybody who thinks that I would say for a man to, to continuously beat a woman and a woman just to, you know, mm-hmm. buckle down and tolerate it, sister. Like, that's not what I'm saying. So if anybody thinks so that. So my takeaway was was this um, from from the exchange. I think the, the meat of what you were getting at in my perception was that people give up on relationships too easily these days. Everything. Too Everything. Easy. They Everything. have a fight and suddenly they're on Instagram scrolling and the ex-boyfriend from 20 years ago is brought back in because you see the past through rose-colored glasses. You have a fight. You know, any little conflict. People feel like, oh, I have all these options. Part of that is technology because you've got everybody in your phone there's never any disconnect from former relationships it's it's a mess so i heard that um i think the and you know also the issue of when it came up with abuse i think the word abuse like if somebody's being abused in my book that situation needs to end however we're talking about physical abuse however i think about my grandparents and you know my mom and I laugh about it, but my grandma used to chase my grandfather around the house with a loaf of Italian bread that was stale, and he, she'd be like, boom, boom, boom. And we all laughed about it, but in modern days, that would be like, that's abusive. You know, it wasn't abusive then. It was like her, and every now and then, she'd crack him one, to be perfectly honest. She was like a little Italian old lady. I never saw him hit her, but she'd crack him one, and it would be in, in mostly jest, but there was also like, you know, there was some level of just, that was the culture. They were married forever until the day they died. And that I wouldn't, knowing them and seeing their situation, I wouldn't say that was abusive. So Mm. I think that word in and of itself, also when you talk about mental abuse, that word gets like very slippery slope. Like is that someone who got into a fight once and said you're you're a jerk? Like now that's mentally abusive. So I think what I heard from you is like there's this slippery slope now. Everything is being called abuse. Maybe we should sit back and just remember to take our relationships seriously and only stop those relationships if there's really something going on that's damaging. It's spot on. Because like anybody who's dating right now, if you talk to a girl who recently broke up with a guy, what was he? He was a narcissist and he was toxic. Every single girl is saying that, mm. nine times out of ten. And when are you ever looking at these situations when a girl breaks up with a guy and she's like, well, I want to talk about what I did wrong in the relationship first. <laughs> when, no, does that, never, when does that ever happen? Never. He was just the most awful tyrant, and she was just the innocent victim. Angelic. Ho- holding it together. <laughs> holding it together for society. She's got the halo, and he's got you the know? devil's horns, right? <laughs> and the reality is, so far from that, because a lot of people are mm-hmm. going to have trouble with relationships, and there is a distribution of accountability for if a mm-hmm. relationship goes south and mm-hmm. it's not 50 50. Mm-hmm. you know sometimes men do more problems than women sometimes women do more problems than men but at the end of the day going back to it who is the one breaking up families in america mm-hmm. who is the one initiating these divorces it's not men yeah yeah my only caveat to what you had said would have been i mean for me like a man should never hit a woman for sure and i always say like that you can't tolerate as a woman it's it, i can't imagine this i've never been in a situation with this domestic violence but it's got to be very scary to be in a situation where a guy who's much bigger and stronger than you 
even if they hit you lightly. I mean, that's just terrifying in mm-hmm. my view. For sure. So I always tell, you know, women, you can't stay, especially if you have children in a household where there is abuse, you got to get out for the safety of that child and for the safety of yourself. So I think had you caveated it, I mean, and maybe that's not how you feel, but had you caveated it with just, hey, physical abuse of any kind is not okay. But what do we call an abuse now? Are we calling like, you know, you're an idiot. Now that's mental abuse or like the the slippery slope argument. I think a lot of people would relate to the slippery slope argument of like this quickness that people have to exit a relationship. So so let me ask you this. If a man were to hit a woman at any form during relationship and he was like totally like that was just an awful, awful, awful mistake. Do you believe there's no coming back? Like it's it. We're on the divorce path and we have to go down this path. There's no forgiveness. I mean, you know, for me, yeah. For me, I think so. I think that like physical abuse would be a line for me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, it depends on what the context of that is. You know, what is the guy, you know, is it like, you know, honey, don't do that. I mean, you know, it, it, is it a real, you know, that, that all requires context. But if mm-hmm. it was a real hit intent to harm a woman, um, yeah, I think I think that for me that would be a line. So what about cross. for the women who have worked through that? Are they like no? I think women? listen, and I think there are cases where you guys like, can not, go. It, guys can acknowledge like they did something wrong, and yes. it, it literally never happens again, right? There yeah. it, there are cases like that too, and I'm certainly not going to tell women what to do with their own personal situation. You know your husband, you know your situation, but. More often than not, I think that presents as like a pattern and yeah. that's an unfortunate reality. And if there are children involved even more so, I don't want that child to see that as normal. I don't want, say there's a little boy in the house now seeing, oh, daddy hits mommy, that's okay. Yeah. I don't want that child to feel fear. Um, so for me, that would be a line. Um, by the way, it would be the same way. If a woman started hitting, even though a woman can't hurt a man in the same way, Yeah. I don't like physical no, no, I'm, violence. I'm, I'm, I'm baiting you for something. So. I'm sure, yeah. So, <laughs> but that, I would say the same. If a woman <laughs> is physically aggressive with you, I, I think I think you have to look at that a little bit differently than mm. if you're just having a fight and people say things and you know they curse and they call you names. That happens. Yeah. You know? So I definitely understand where you're coming from. So I'll, I just look at it like this, right? A man's strength in life is physical. Yeah. Right? There's no way you're ever going to beat a guy nine no. times out of ten, right? And, and sometimes when you have the power, there's an abuse of power. Mm-hmm. I think everybody trying to act like they're the most perfect saint, like, for example, the Steven Crowder situation or something like along those mm-hmm. lines. Everybody it, from the outside is pretending they're this perfect saint from the outside, like saying, no, I would never do something like that. And this is absolutely forgivable. They're pretending to be like this false moral authority that yeah. they don't even hold themselves to that same standard. What I'm trying to say is like, yes, men's physical strength is their power and sometimes it does get abused right but if you were to take that exact same situation and look at women what is women's physical strength it's psychological oh yeah they wage warfare on men women absolutely torment guys agreed way more if there was like a physical manifestation of like the mental abuse that men go through Mm -hmm. modern day times these dudes would just be in the ICU. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, the way that a woman will go and like your best friend's photos, she'll start talking (laughs) to guys, she'll she'll unfollow you on Instagram or block you or start, like, you know, taking your 
your like emotionally vulnerable text messages yeah. and putting them in the group chat for her girlfriends to make fun oh, of you man. and post that on Instagram as Toxic. well. That's happening way more. That right there is happening at least 15 to 20 times more yeah. than all domestic violence cases in the world combined. I can guarantee that. And you know what? My challenge with divorce, because ultimately divorce hurts children, right? So you want, you know, I know Pearl gets a heat a lot of times for talking about staying in a relationship when there's cheating. Um, and I understand that. Listen, cheating would, I, I, that's, I have a monogamous relationship with my husband. I would not be okay with cheating. Good. He would not be okay with cheating. We know that. I do understand the dynamic, though. I've had friends that have gone through situations where there was a one-time instance of cheating, and they have children, and they don't want to break up their family. And I, I honor and respect their decision in that respect. And oftentimes, it, it doesn't happen again. It, it oftentimes is something that happens once, and then you know people realize I've got more to lose Was it here. the guy or the girl in those situations? In, in those situations, it was the guy. Okay. Um, but I know that oftentimes it is not the guy and it is the woman doing the cheating. And I also then get into a term of like, Just what is cheating? Just get some context, get some context. Yeah, and then it's like, what is cheating too? Because then it can also be, you know, how do we define cheating? Is it just physical? Is it like a woman on the side having a bunch of Instagram relationships? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't even know where I was going with this when I, when we started this conversation. Basically, but don't beat your wife, okay? That's just what I want to, <laughs> I want to go ahead and reiterate yeah, yeah. that. Don't beat your wife. I know, like, everybody wants to circle the Well, well I was wagons. thinking about divorce, too. The challenge is, like, yes, divorce is bad for kids, but I also do worry about some of, like, when you're talking about women raging psychological warfare, and that does happen yes. when you talk about you don't want a child to see that either. So yes. it's like you have to, I always tell people, first of all, be really careful who you marry. You yes. know, do do the investigative work before, like yes. date, know you're marrying someone that's good quality, know that you're not gonna have that toxic mess in a relationship because it doesn't only affect you, it does affect those children. And then if something is happening, go get some help. Like don't yeah. expose your child to yeah. your own adult toxic garbage. Yeah, like for example, the whole, like Steven Crowder, Hillary Crowder situation, okay? That was the ultimate betrayal when she released that footage to him. Mm. That's not okay. Like, I, I don't, mean, I wouldn't have released anything. I don't think he should have been speaking about it. I don't no. think she should have been speaking about it. I think certain things are meant to be private. Dude, if she was really a decent woman behind the scenes, she would not have done that and thrown that man under the global bus to get trampled on. Because he already has enough trouble that he has to go with. He was dealing with all that nonsense. And then that gets piled on on top of You mean of the it? nonsense with the Daily Wire? The yeah. separate? Okay. Mm -hmm. and then yeah, my problem with Steven on. is just that like, and I, I know Steven, I, you know, but my issue was like, he, he shouldn't have brought it up to begin with. Like, I don't understand this new world we live in where we have to air out everything publicly. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, he yeah. shouldn't have mentioned it at all. You know, he was going through a tough time. He kind of antagonized her by saying like, oh, I chose wrong and all this stuff that antagonized her. Then she felt misrepres misrepresented in that situation. Then she shows footage. And all I'm thinking about is you've got kids, y'all. Like, just deal with your yeah. dirty laundry in a way that like we, I understand like it makes for good TMZ moments, but like your kids are going to be negatively affected by all of this. Mm -hmm. So I always yeah. tell people like, and think about people, the children. You yeah, know? then you get people chiming in. And I think the funniest one was, Candace Owen's 16 minute video of how much she doesn't care about Stephen Crowder. Right, and then everybody's got something like, to say. And okay. then everybody's like, I'm <laughs> holier than thou. My marriage is this. My ma and then we're like, then somebody turns on her. And then we've got videos about Candace Owen's marriage, which nobody knows is true. And it's just like, y'all just keep it private. I mean, some things mm -hmm. are meant to be private. I want to ask you as a closeout, um, Deli, do we have more chats? Yeah. Okay, I'll get to you in just one sec. What do you want to do? Like in terms of 
what do you want to do next? Are you focused on, because I see like Justin Waller, I saw on the whatever podcast and I heard him say like, I don't even know if I'm going to be talking about this dating stuff anymore. I really want to just stick to like my business and what I do. This is all drama. I totally get it. What is your goal? And do you want to leap? I see you doing the own hits. Are you trying to leap into more, some corporate media? What's your goal? No, my goal is very simple. It's to continue to grow my community, which is the masculine empowerment network. And my goal is helping men. I get on here, I do the shows, I buy the suits, I do all the PR because it's just a necessary evil to get more eyes on what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, since 2019, since I've been working in the dark when no one cared about me, I have been turning guys' lives around. And this isn't some like feel good BS. Like we are getting guys in jobs. These jobs are scaling up to $100,000 a year. We are getting guys investing. We're teaching guys. The fundamentals, when I say learn game, basically learning game is identifying what is a good woman to keep in your life and what is a woman Mm -hmm. to show the door to quickly and never let her back in. Toxic. Toxic, (laughs) because they got to go. And then the self-esteem aspect, which is the boundaries, the frame, the inner game, you know, understanding who you are as a man and having some boundaries. Because I think the biggest problem right now in America is the guys are just, it's there's a crisis of broken men in this country. Mm -hmm. And um, it all stems back to a large portion of it is single mother households mm-hmm. because these things are absolutely devastating to grow up in. I yeah. grew up in one, and like I said, I'm a statistical anomaly. The yeah. fact that I escaped that. If you don't need, if you need any more evidence, I mean, just look at the African American community, in the United States of America. Seventy five percent single yeah. mother household. Single mother households produce the majority of people who are homeless. Mm-hmm. Majority of people who are drug addicts. People who go to prison promiscuity goes up i mean depression rates anxiety rates like we need to stop this whole thing that like men and women are like adversarial because only in america when i come back like there's a viciousness i get from women oh, yeah. sometimes no it's very there's a viciousness it's just an angry that i get you're, from women. you're my enemy type of vibe like by default i'm already at fault just because right. i'm a man well, because women have been programmed to see men as the enemy and, and to see men as scary and to see men as, oh, they're going to leave me. I have to yeah. prep my whole life up. You know, yeah. even though women leave men more often than men leave women, women right. are trained to see it as I remember being told by really good people growing up, have your own money. You got to make sure you've got your because, you know, a guy could leave you and then you're left with nothing. And that was all marketing and all, you know, but you uh, you internalize that stuff. Yeah. And that's why you you face that kind of immediate vibe of like you know resistance and he's the bad guy because women have been told that all their lives that most men oh yeah you know your dad is good and your brother is good but most guys out there only want one thing most guys out there are going to leave you you internalize it yeah yeah and and again just to answer your question in full my life goal is to help men and is to help men get better and what I say is a core for it make money, make muscles, learn game, hold frame. And tell people how to find you again. So you can find me on YouTube, Modern Life Dating. I do a daily live stream show, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, called Interview with a Man. I'm based in Tokyo, Japan, so if you want to see that kind of stuff, you can follow me on social media as well. And um, yeah, I'm just going to keep on showing up, doing my thing. Like Honestly, this big viral push that I had really um, emboldened me because I just kind of thought that my message would be more niche 
and more not really accepted by the mainstream, but like everybody here, Valley Tayman, Miami, like a lot of people just want to meet me and other people are just super cool. So like when people reach out to me on Instagram and they're like, hey, you know, like, especially when girls reach out to me, that is really, really like gives me a lot of motivation to see like, yes, I'm a normal girl. Yes, I'm hiding from all these crazies. Keep right. doing what you're doing. Right. Like that means a lot to me. And I get it from women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. So that means a lot. Um, but like I said, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep on helping the guys out, Fresh and Fit, Sneeko, you know, all the people, Jay Waller, uh, Sterling Cooper, Roll Tomasi. And I, I know, because I was riding the, fl- the, the flight over here, and, you know, my business is doing very well. And I was just so happy because you know why? I have a clear conscience. Like, no matter what, these people can try to try to smear me yeah. or say I'm a bad person, whatever. That's where the holding frame aspect of what I talk about. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing good yep. work. I sleep with a clear conscience every night. I'm not a bad person. I'm a very good person. And I work very hard literally every single day to help turn people's lives around. And I know my good karma is backing me up. And I don't do two people I don't do people wrong. I don't do people nasty, mm-hmm. nothing like that. So I know at the end of the day, my conscience is clear. Yeah. I'm gonna keep doing the right thing with pure intentions. And I'm good and I have a good people uh, have like a good network of people who yeah. support me I have a good support network so I'm just really ready and willing to do the work that's needed to be done well I hear from a lot of guys that say that you've really helped them we get yeah. messages when we have guests on and the audience really loves you because they feel like you are really well intentioned in terms of what you know you you want it's genuine for for you it's not a marketing scheme it's not you, you know it's it's really because you do see what's going on with guys and it's deeply concerning to you and you want them to have a better life um, and also I think you know you're not giving advice directly to women but you probably also want women to be happier you know that yeah. a lot of this I, I always say I give tough love to women it's because I love you guys. I don't want you to follow a dark path and wake up at 40 and be miserable. Like, I don't want that for you. Um, okay, let's hit the chats to close out. Deli? Okay, uh, we have Name Withheld since another $10 that watched a few episodes of Paternity Court and tell me those guys wouldn't have benefited from the old snip. Uh, $20 from JC Torres it makes a lot of sense when Rolo said all the women are both worth it but it's who you're going to have kids with that's true just Um, don't be promiscuous y'all just don't sleep with everybody and you won't have to worry about it good luck with that message (laughs) (laughs) that's my message I don't care I love it listen I don't care if it's hard it's true I support it I support (laughs) it it's true Afi Kingdom says shout out to my brother and mentor MLD uh Let's just say Don Juan Zero. MLD, you sold people a workout program, but you got lipo. Don't you think it's hypocritical? Why are you breaking away from crypto when you got big with it? Uh-oh. Uh, so I, I I did get liposuction, but I also did you tell everybody that yeah. was that public? Oh, okay. Because yeah, 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 I know yeah, you yeah. talk about the laser and the lights and all yeah. that. No, I, I wanted so I from just like a scientific standpoint, I wanted the fat cells out of my body, and then I just talked about it in the upcoming documentary. I have how like I definitely regret you know letting myself get big like that but at the same time like the information that's in my free course it's called body fitness max like i have i have uh exercise modules which Mm -hmm. teach people like how to sleep how to balance your calories how to do these things correctly i have cooking modules where i have like six episodes where i cook and i show these healthy meals people can make and then i have uh workout modules where i have a professional a uh, guy like a bodybuilder that I filmed him doing these six core workouts with oh, cool. you know perfect form so if you want to take all the positive information that I have in there and say it's garbage because I had liposuction I really I don't know what I should say. Should I delete my YouTube channel too? Like, <laughs> there you go. What should I do? You there let you me go. know there, JC. Send another 10 bucks. 
scrounge it up. <laughs> I love it. You got uh, Ryan the Eating Warrior. Funny how some women don't consider emotional abuse as abuse when that usually comes from women to begin with. It's only abuse when it's from a man. Mm. Mm. Then last one's from Ryan as well. He says, Emma Lee's doing the Lord's work. There you there go. There you go. Well, thank you always for being here. I, I feel like we always have a great discussion. Um, I'm honored to be here. I don't even know why you contact me. Yeah, thank you. No, I, I think you have a really unique voice. I think it, you know, you have a, the feedback is always that people really feel that you're authentic and they like hearing from you. And I feel like you're not afraid to talk politics and you're not afraid to, to call out the woke agenda and simultaneously have this male improvement message. Um, and also just kind of, you know, own up if you get something wrong. You seem like the type of person where if you make a mistake, you'll say it yeah. which is incredibly admirable especially with so many people they make a mistake and they just like can't admit it it drives me absolutely nuts so thank you for being here as always the audience loves you. you audience we'll see you soon thank you as always I adore you and also don't forget if you want to be part of my hub where I do everything I, stuff that I don't put anywhere else where you can support my work bila.locals.com you're the first there to know about stuff I see your emails they come directly to my phone I would love to see you there you can join for free or you can give as little as five bucks a month you can live and give whatever you want but even if you don't want to give money just come join the party i love having you there all right thank you mld thank you i'll see you guys soon bye